Welcome back to High Rent, where you would get to listen to the raw opinion of High TV's Happens International. There are things that go on in the industry day to day, week to week, that just have to be addressed. And why not we do it? Maybe once a week, maybe every other week. But either way, welcome to High Rants and enjoy the show. All right, so let's talk about it. Welcome back to High TV. This will be a high short, where sometimes you may dive into different topics that may be paramount to the moment. So, of course, the first thing that comes to mind is this coronavirus. Now, last episode that I was going to drop was about how the coronavirus affected the cannabis industry. Maybe I'll play that after the, after this, you know, thought, if you will. Now, the coronavirus, when it started, well, I believe it was back in November, and it was announced in China, we all kind of had this thought where it's something that's probably not going to be as effective as what we saw in the past. Ebola blew up, people were afraid, it got controlled, and we never thought about it again. The same thing occurred with H1N1. So as H1N1 grew and caused a panic and people were afraid, they were able to contain it. But it looks like this coronavirus is not being able to be contained. Now, of course, of course, this is a cannabis podcast, but I think it's something we have to mention just to see how quickly our world is able to be shifted by something as small and microscopic as a virus. You know, we tend to dive away from what's, you know, real in life and get tied up into the endosyncrasies apologize if I said that wrong, of life, and then we tend to realize how, or forget to realize how fabric, excuse me, how fragile all that is. Now, I say it to say this. We've seen what's happening in Italy, right? When it was in China, China's so far away, we're not really thinking about it, right? It was affecting South Korea. We were like, okay. But once it hits somewhere like Italy, for the United States, Europe, and Italy, you know, was something to definitely pay attention to when it happened. And if you're listening, go ahead and try to pay attention to that more. The reason being is you're seeing exactly how a country is reacting to the disease. So you can now better predict what may or may not happen here in the States. For instance, they canceled their leagues in Italy, <clears throat> soccer or football, if you will, depending on what part of the world you're listening to. They canceled their games because they did not want large people gathering. That means more likelihood of the disease getting spread. And therefore, you have a much greater chance of having more deaths at the end of the day. Now, Italy was amazing uh, uh, development. I think it first started with, what, 5,000 people in a small area had it. So they had to quarantine 5,000 people. And then the number just grew and grew and grew until the whole country was quarantined. No one's going in and nobody's coming out. We're not trying to grow this thing further than it is. Right. And the United States was still laid back even when this was happening in Italy. Now, even though we may think of this place being so far away, i.e. China, we forget how 
flat our world is not flat earth theory for you guys out there watch a youtube video and think you guys are geniuses and the earth is flat i'm telling you the earth just look at the horizon bro just look at the horizon it's flat no you guys made me sick <laughs> but hey to each his own believe what you want to believe right but what i mean by saying the world is flat it's much easier to get to different places of the world and that evidence is seen on the internet how quickly videos can go around the world how quickly people can gain worldwide fans i mean look at this podcast who would have thought that something that i'm talking on you know weekly whatever <laughs> or sometimes weekly i'm able to reach out to australia i'm able to reach out to places in canada i'm able to reach out countries in asia that i never thought would even care about this germany seems to be a strong growing uh listenership and that goes to show how the internet is able to connect many people around the world and just as we're connected on, the, connected on the internet, we are as a global society. We're taking planes, we're traveling extensively, we're doing business. I mean, spring break just happened for many schools during this corona break uh, pandemic now. And a lot of those children have flown out, have came back to the country, and are now probably spreading disease if they have it. And it's really a scary thought to think, that something as simple as a virus, microscopic, can go ahead and create such a macroscopic change and effect on the world. Look at the stock market. Have you seen the stock market? It is falling, nose diving. If cannabis companies were already doing a bad job at growing and raising money, it seems like they're losing money extensively, especially those public companies. You know, we're seeing 52-week low, uh, aka the lowest price point for a stock in a year, across the board facebook matter of fact i'm going to read off what exact stocks are down at a 52 week low if you guys have robin hood you're going to see it it goes down to lyft all right it goes down lyft facebook twitter all right and cannabis companies you have almost honestly all of them tilray Of course, MedMen even had some firing. So you can only you can only imagine the catastrophic nature that this this little disease has on the world. So of course, I want you guys to be safe out there. I mean, what's the media telling you? The media is telling you what? The media tell you go ahead and wash your hands. The media is telling you go ahead and try not to shake hands or interact too much. They're saying if you can get your hands on a mask, the N95, it can help you. But then once you listen to the professionals, the people who aren't in the media just reporting what they heard and thought, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Much like how I probably mentioned on that podcast, I'm going to drop after this. The mask isn't going to really help you. All right. Those masks you see most people have around aren't even the N95 mask. It's the mask that is the surgeon mask or the mask you see your dentist put on right before he digs into your roots, you know. And those absolutely do nothing. What happens is when you're breathing on a piece of fabric, the moisture from your breath is going to be absorbed into the fabric that is outside your mouth. So what happens is now the virus, if it's airborne, can get in contact. I mean, it's a droplet, right? If that droplet of the virus can go ahead and touch the mask in any way it floats through the air, X, Y, Z, it can travel through the water that is developed by the moisture in your breath. And now you're breathing in the virus. So these things that the media is telling us to do, I mean, of course, you know, the media's normal job is to create fear, but it's a necessary response to something like this. Because listen, a lot of you guys out there were like me, like, oh man, this is just, the flu is worse than the, the coronavirus. It's going to be just like, you know, 
Ebola, just like H1N1, just like the ones in the, the ones that happened a couple years ago that nothing really happened with. And we're all afraid of it. Zika virus, chikungunya. I mean, it goes on and on. But this is different, folks. And when I heard these professionals who work with diseases and 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 write books on these things and even mention how the fact that most of the saline, I actually saw this on Joe Rogan podcast, most of the saline bags or saline comes from a factory in Puerto Rico. And they produce most of what you see in hospitals. So now that you had the hurricane literally came through and demolished Puerto Rico, those saline bags and saline aren't able to be produced at the level they need to be. So it's dangerous. And it's the worst time for something like that to even occur. And, and, and that's the thing. That is the thing, man. You have to be prepared. We can even look this as far as politics. Look how the administration of the president cut funding towards groups that were in place for something like this if it were to occur. <clears throat> now, granted, a lot of people have theories on if, you know, the coronavirus was created in the lab and it was biowarfare and this is somehow some way to destabilize the market so that you can enact a certain thing which is possible you know it, it is all possible because at the end of the day if you're playing government if you're playing world all right not the un not the model un like you're playing world and you're really making sure things in the world happen for your favor and xyz and you have so many players in the world like united states you have asia you have russia you have the emirates you have everybody that's playing a part all right it makes probable sense to have something like this to destabilize the market and then take action that would favor you you know but the amount of debts that are occurring in China, especially those that aren't even being reported, they're saying not to trust what China reports, even though I mentioned to not believe anything to China reports it. But still, a, cu- a country doesn't want their, you know, situation to seem worse than it actually is. They want the situation to seem calm, to seem cool, like it's under control. Like you can go ahead and continue on with the business that China has grown itself to be, right? China is such a large part of business that not only are you seeing... Uh, the stocks of our, or excuse me, our stock market dropped down tremendously once they stopped going to factories. We're now seeing that continue on and on because now you're seeing people not being able to go to work. Schools are getting shut down. Areas are getting quarantined. We're seeing all hands on deck. I mean, you had this guy, uh, Andrew Cuomo, who tried to get these prisoners to produce 10,000 gallons of hand sanitizer because we're running low. And here's the thing, folks. Hate to burst your bubble. And I use hand sanitizer myself. But here it is. Listen. Hand sanitizer, all it does is kill the virus that may be lingering on your hand so that you don't come in contact, touch your face, touch your mucous membranes and have it absorbed that way, right? But this is an airborne disease, all right? This is a respiratory disease. When they did swabs of individuals who had the virus, they swabbed their throat, similar to strep throat. And once they did the test, they found out that this was in fact the coronavirus and it is on your throat. So with that being said, if you're breathing, you're going to be sending those droplets out into the air, right? Virus one-on-one, they get onto your body, they either replicate in your body and then spread, or excuse me, they go into your body, they go into the cell, they change the DNA of the cell, or they infiltrate the cell itself and then replicate itself in the cell using the resources, and now you have a bunch of these viruses doing the same thing over and over again, right? Either or. And with that being said, they're going to want to be transferred, just as humans want to uh, procreate to live to create to discover you know to to build things of massive awe and glory these viruses in a microscopic level just want to replicate and then do it over and over again all right they want to be born they want to get 
into some shit, fuck up some shit, and then replicate the shit that they fucked up, right? In a more articulate way, <laughs> I try to do both on this podcast. In a more articulate way, the virus's whole goal is to keep life progressing, all right? In, in, in a manner in which it's going to spread the way it can, be transferred as can. The humans become a vector for the disease to travel from one person to another, and therefore now the virus is able to live on a grander scale. So it's, it's simply amazing, you know? People even, you know... Uh, Referred to as humans as viruses, you know, are humans a virus that's much worse than the uh, coronavirus? I mean, look at it, right? Humans, especially when they came to America, they found the vector being the ships and the sea. Even water helped them, you know, spread. They got to a new body called the United States, and they're able to replicate and spread themselves throughout the thirteen colonies. They then have a manifest destiny. I think I used the example already in the next episode coming up but they spread across the country and they multiply and they name it and they create it and and they use up the natural resources that come from these areas and now we have the pollution problem that we have now and now we're seeing a global response could global warming and environmental turmoil be the cause for coronavirus to occur it could be they say we have mathematically a population an overpopulation, right? Our population is out of control. We don't have enough resources and we're pumping too much resources to feed this many people, you know? It's like if you have a, a bed of oil underground, you're gonna have to know how much oil is down there so you can properly pump out to keep the business rolling, right? If you try to dump everything out now, your business is not gonna be where it needs to be. So if you're gonna go ahead and take all those resources out the soil, you're gonna spoil something. You're gonna spoil the environment. You're gonna raise the temperature of the sea. You're gonna have coral reef or die. You're gonna have polar ice caps melting, sea levels rising, temperatures increasing, causing much harsher natural disasters, i.e. tornadoes, hurricanes. And if you're on the uh, East Coast, or East Coast, if you're on the East part of the globe or east, Eastern hemisphere, you're gonna have monsoons. So it's something to think about. You never know if the coronavirus could be the Godzilla viruses, right? Where Godzilla comes out to see anytime something is wrong with the world and he has to take care of it, right? A big monster pops up, Godzilla comes to balance things out. Simple as story. What if we're messing up the earth to a point where the coronavirus exists as a way to, who knows, balance the scales a bit? But let's be honest with you, the way the coronavirus came about is because there's just way too many animals and humans interacting in close, confined spaces. And if you're going to have something persist and grow in an animal, for sure it's going to go from human to human. If you're eating these animals, you're raising these animals, you have them in unfit, unclean areas, they're probably getting sick, they're not getting antibiotics like the cows that we use to make burgers. Many things can happen. So with that being said, folks, I mean, listen, the coronavirus is something that's not to play around with. I told you guys that mask is not going to help you that much. The hand sanitizer may clean off your hands, but it's not going to get rid of an airborne virus. All right. Somebody breathes around you. They don't have to sniffle. They don't have to cough. They don't have to sneeze. All they have to do is breathe. It's an airborne virus. And what Italy is doing now, folks, is they're deciding who dies and who lives. Who can they fight? Who can they fight? for to live and who can they have to let die because they have much more people to protect their life you know some people have the coronavirus are so far gone due to respiratory issues that even china has reported doing the same thing where if, if you're working with the coronavirus and you're getting sick they have to also choose which of the workers they have to just let die 
and which of the workers are healthy enough to carry on this task because they need all hands on deck. So again, I was very skeptical about the coronavirus. I was thinking, yo, this is a joke. Ebola, ah, H1N1, uh-huh. Zika, what the hell is Zika? Baby shrunken heads, I mean, y- listen, these diseases come and go. However, some are much more severe than others. We haven't seen those diseases get the same level of pandemic ranking that this disease has. I mean, just two weeks ago, all right, t- it wasn't that long ago, in February, a little bit after Valentine's Day, actually a bit after Valentine's Day, you had a report that came out that there were 52, 55 cases of corona in the United States. I was like, wow, 50 cases? I thought they found just one guy. That one guy turned to 50. And here's the thing to remember, if they're not getting tested, if the tests aren't available to test individuals, there are much more people that have the disease than that can be reported in that moment. Because you can't test 337, whatever the number is, Americans for coronavirus at one time. Right. And not everybody's going to go ahead and take the step forward to be tested. And if you are one of those people that got sick, don't feel well, you're keeping yourself at home. I want to kudos to you. All right. I was at work today and somebody had the audacity. All right. The 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 unconsideration to go ahead and cough, not once, not twice, like six, seven times. All right, I'm exaggerating. They cough like five times. All right. No mouth to hand action whatsoever. They were legit just coughing. And I'm like, yo, if you're going to cough, cover your mouth. Now, I could have said it in a nicer way, of course. I could have said, hey, please, you know, this thing going around, we don't want to get. But nah, the fact that you had the audacity to do this in front of me, in front of others, jeopardizing others, you may just be the Rudy Gobert of this part of the world where we live in. You know, for those of you that don't know, Rudy Gobert, NBA player, got coronavirus, first one to be diagnosed. Turns out he gave his teammate Donovan Donovan Mitchell coronavirus. And before Donovan even got it, the NBA suspended their season to figure out what the hell they're going to do. They try to play games with nobody there. That's not okay because the players have it. If the players have it, shit cannot go down. All right? I mean, listen, overall, coronavirus is not something to play with. We see what's happening in business. A lot of people's stocks are dropping tremendously. However, there are stocks that are rising with this fall. Forgot the name of the stock is, but I think it's up like 233% while the S&P dropped 22,000 points. So protect your money, folks. And above all, protect yourself and protect your family. Make sure they're safe. Make sure they're okay. All right. Make sure they have the supplies they need. Because just in case, all right, just in case if the administration decides to say, listen, we're going on a countrywide quarantine. We're not allowing large groups to be around each other. We're not allowing you to go to business and go to school. We're not allowing you to go to church. Everything is shut down. That could be a possibility. Isn't that what China did? They decided to tell people to go home, not to go to work, not to do anything else because it was so bad. I'm here to let you guys know it can also get that bad. So don't take it lightly. Keep washing your hands, you nasty. All right. Hand sanitizers, if you will, but no hand sanitizers is not just it. You have to limit your exposure to individuals around you. You have to make sure that if you have clothes after work, you make sure you take that off. ASAP, shower, wash hands, and then persist into your house. Because that that, that disease could be on you, man. It's, it's a nasty thing. We're hearing numbers of more 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds getting the coronavirus and being fatal. 50-year-olds, 40-year-olds, not just an old person disease. Now, granted, the old people probably can't fight it off. The old people are probably dropping left and right like flies, all right? 
the, the old people cannot, the older generation, the wise generation probably cannot withstand the impact that coronavirus has on their immune system, their bodies, and their overall health, especially when they have chronic conditions. Now, China, which is not one of the most obese countries in the world, but America is, imagine the amount of deaths that are gonna happen in this country due to coronavirus when most people have these underlying conditions. They have heart conditions. They have respiratory issues. They have diabetes. They have high blood pressure. This goes on and on. Whatever their body is constantly fighting that can impact the immune system, you have to realize America may not be fit to take care of it. And seeing how Trump talked about that yesterday, you seen a Trump uh, sit down when he read a teleprompter? It does not look good. It does not look favorable. I'm not here to scare you. I'm here to wake you up. Oh, I'm just here to talk to you. All right, well, this is, this is what's going on through my mind. What's going on through my mind is not have to be what goes through your mind. This is simply my perspective after absorbing all this information that I've gotten because I think it's something to talk about. We always talk about cannabis here, but we know that coronavirus affects cannabis. But if there's no life, there's no cannabis, all right? There's no one growing it, there's no one enjoying it, and there's no business that be had. There's no joy and passion to be had. So that being said, y'all, be safe again. I don't know how many times I sign off with y'all. I just feel like I just got a new topic to talk about. But yeah, wash your hands, sanitize, shower, stay away from large groups of people, realize this thing is not a game. It's not going to end in, in next week. Stock up on your supplies because if you ever go on a quarantine, you'll be ready. And if we don't go on a quarantine, you will have all the snacks for the summer. This has been another episode of High TV, High Short. It probably went on double or twice as long as I wanted to. But the coronavirus is so pertinent in what our existence is at this very moment. I had to go ahead and give you guys my rendition of what I think is going on, what could go on, and what you should do to help yourself. Because that's what I'm doing to help myself. All right. And yeah, the whole making hand sanitizer at home. Whose bright idea was that? Whose bright idea was to go ahead and make hand sanitizer at home? For what? For what? You're going to get a bottle of Everclear. You're going to get some aloe vera from your uh, medicine cabinet that you forgot to bring with you to the hotel. And that's why you had a sunburn that one time. Right? I'm talking from a different perspective. But yes, making this thing at home, is that really necessary, bro? Hand sanitizer is not going to cure you of the coronavirus, bro. You have to. Anyway, man, I'm going on a rant about something that is not even meaningful. I just want to talk to you guys because there's no episode uploaded last week. It's because I wasn't happy with it. I didn't think the episode was strong. I didn't think I came off strong. Listen, I hate when uh, my energy isn't there to be funny all the time, tell jokes, be lively and all that. That makes for a great episode, right? It's informative. It's fun. It's entertaining. Boom. When it's just me spitting facts and talking to a mic, that can be a little boring. That can be a little ZZ. I right, sleep, sleep. Eyes closed. Tucked in. <laughs> One leg out. <laughs> Oh man, but anyway, yo, this is another episode of High Short. Thank you for tuning in. Sorry for last week's episode not dropping. I'm giving y'all quality, not quantity, and I may have a special guest coming up soon. We'll see. We'll see. Legendary guy, a legendary guys in the hemp and cannabis space. Like legendary. I've heard stories about these guys and their family members. But anyway, that being said, yo, be safe, be good. That's not even my sign out. I've not even dropped an episode in a week and I forgot my sign out. Be safe, be good. What is this? Like, do they write that on the side of, <laughs> of, of I can't remember. Yo, what are those people that, that uh, help kids cross the street and help old people cross the street? A crossing guards. That's like a crossing guard should have on the side of their they little reflective jacket. Stay good, stay safe. Like, nah, bro. Stay tuned, stay high. High TV.
All right, so that was the first part of the episode that I recorded after what's about to be played next. I guess in this way, you can see how I was reacting to the coronavirus at one point in time and then reacting to the coronavirus yesterday, where now things are being closed, the NBA shut down, and it's much more of a drastic issue. One thing I didn't even cover is why the hell are people buying toilet paper when you have this coronavirus going around? At least the rest of the country gets to learn what Florida goes through anytime a hurricane just breezes past Florida, right? The stores gets raided. You can't find anything. The pasta is gone. And for some reason, all the tuna fish is gone too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, all the pet food is gone. It's not like it's going to be <laughs> zombies everywhere. You got to lock down and bunk it down. The coronavirus simply means limit your availability to, to be around people. Toilet paper is not something you need to be rated like that. I mean, I guarantee you in the next month, things are going to persist and continue to uh, improve because guess what? Every virus has an end date. No virus has stayed around and decided to ravish the world on end, right? It's not the apocalypse. It's not Resident Evil, you know, and it's certainly not, you know, left for dead for those of you that play video games. Uh, with that being said, just realize on a scientific level, the virus strain that is the weakest tends to persist and live longer. Why is that? If the virus is much stronger and it's killing off its host, then it's probably not going to be able to transfer and, and have the host be healthy enough to be around other organisms, AKA human beings. So if the virus is that deadly, chances are it's going to die with that person, right? It's not going to spread the virus that is weaker and allows you to get sick and transfer at the same time. Those are the viruses that get spread the fastest because the host is not, you know, too far gone enough for them not to be contagious and spread it. Just saying. So with that being said, don't be so scared. Be safe. Of course, wash your ass, wash your hands as always. You should have been washing your hands anyway. And enjoy this next half of the episode. I like these little breaks in between. It's pretty nice. Anyway, folks, enjoy the quarantine. Catch up on some Netflix and put punch in your vacation time for work. Get paid for the time you work if it's shut down. And for those in the healthcare industry, I pray for you because I know you guys cannot not go to work and you guys are probably the most exposed. Anyway, high TV, high break. Catch you later. And appreciate, folks, the episodes with no advertisements. I'm not even, I'm doing it for love. All right. I'm not doing it for money. These episodes, the last few episodes, no ads is for the love. All right. So I feel like in times like these, we need some voices around us that aren't so hysterical and scared and pushing this narrative. You know, you want facts, you want truth, and appreciate this is no ads. I ain't getting paid for this. <laughs> All right, not nah, for real, for real. All right, next half. Welcome back to another episode of High TV. This is a high short. If you listen to our other episodes of Cannabis News Now, where we give you guys cannabis news updates and perspective and opinions. This was more so of a expounded idea, right? An extrapolated thought that I decided to kind of dive deeper into. Not so much deep dives, but let's say putting your toe in the water. So let's get on to it. As we see cannabis become legalized and normalized around the world, are we seeing an increase in cannabis business and a decrease in cannabis passion? Now, of course, your thought automatically is to go towards seeing all of these businesses pop up and thrive and you're seeing what you imagined and wished for in the past, right? I mean, all of us has enjoyed cannabis and thought, wouldn't it be nice if cannabis was legalized? Like, I just go ahead and buy a pack of set of cigarettes, some weed joints. We've all thought that, especially if you enjoy cannabis before legalization even started. 
So, of course, you wanted the cannabis industry to grow. But let's say you weren't just a user. Let's say you were a producer of cannabis. Let's say you weren't a producer of cannabis not only because it paid the bills, but also because you were passionate on growing the plant. You were passionate on, on all what it takes to grow quality cannabis. What if the passion even of loving cannabis to a point where you'll go ahead and produce so many and have it go out this way and have this have so many varieties of strains. What I mean to say is distribute it and have so many varieties of strains, kind of like a dispensary. But now that we see dispensaries pop up and we see these brands and businesses get in, it's almost like the love for cannabis is decreasing. It's almost like the what was fun to do yesteryear when you made $4,000, you know, a unit. And then you transition into what you see today going for under a thousand and a few a few bits over a thousand. What do you expect? What do you expect for those who are passionate to feel? Are they going to stay in the industry in which their pockets and what paid the bills is becoming much, much lighter than what it was before? And they have foresight to see this going to only continue happening. So, of course, when it got legalized, you know, went down a couple points. And now you're realizing this isn't just a ill recover. It's going to go down, down, down. We're seeing something similar in the hemp industry, where in the hemp industry, they're an abundance of hemp farmers. There are so many hemp farmers, it's hard to sell biomass. As you know, biomass is what's used to make CBD oil. And it's almost impossible to imagine how large of an industry CBD is. And the fact that the biomass that's used to make it is so much in supply that people don't need as much as what's grown. Can't you see the same thing happening in cannabis and what's maybe happening in some places in cannabis where they have all this cannabis and people aren't buying it the way they thought they would? And in fact, you're not only seeing it in hemp, you're seeing it in the THC market as well. Why do you think all these stocks are crashing? Why do you think every... The demand for cannabis is still high. And yes, they say the battle is a black market, but sometimes much like foods... You much rather get an apple pie made at home, made with love, intended. Intended. When you get an apple pie that's just sitting down in Walmart, it's not the same feeling. It's not the same enjoyment. It's not the same focus it made to create the quality as product, but more so have a product for convenience, for a price. Now, naturally, I'm saying this is this is natural. This is just what happens in the world. You know, if you create something for a commodity or commodification of it, it's going to lose its quality. It's not going to be as fun. Uh, it's not going to have that love and dedication it made to make a superior product and one that translates in another's life like it did your own. You're mass producing. It's not going to be the same. You ever had lunch from like a cafeteria in school, how the lunches are always trash? No matter where you went, if it was a cafeteria for a school or something like that, it's not going to be that great. They're mass produced. They're not made individually and perfectly this or perfectly that. No, they're made to feed a massive group of people at one time. It's efficiency. All right. If they're all to cook individual meals, you know how long that would take for each student or individual on a, on a campus or university or campus, campus, university, campus. But you understand the point I'm getting, right? I'm getting too deep into the analogies. Cannabis is simply losing the passion that it took to bring it where it is now. The popularity you see in cannabis, the fanfare, all right, the understanding of the various terpenes and the various, you know, things that come with cannabis, the culture that arrived with is because those people had passion. It's because those people created great products 
cared about the people for passion. Where's the passion in the cannabis industry now? And is passion the key towards keeping what we see as the cannabis business afloat? Now, some people have pragmatic thoughts. Cannabis business is going to operate the way it is. We're not going to see passion increase. We're just going to see the dollars increase. And when the dollars increase, they're going to consolidate. And the more these companies consolidate and become one, the company values that exist in the various companies, which can allow you to choose from so many options, gets condensed into one or a few. And therefore, those qualities aren't really stressed upon, right? It's more so of a blanketed quality that's made to sell and not really to follow through on the company's beliefs and their actions show that you see some products that are coming from large companies that aren't the greatest. The flower isn't the greatest. It's not consistent. It's not made specialty. Like I'm telling you. So in a world where cannabis becomes more legal, are those who operate in the black market going to improve their product, continue their passion, and they won't ever go away. Are the black market producers here to stay no matter what? Now, of course, the government can break down and Uncle Sam get upset and call in somebody to go ahead and step on, you know, the black industry leaders. But let's be real. Cannabis is such a subculture. A lot of us much rather deal with what we had done before in getting our cannabis. You know, knowing your dealer, having that relationship, knowing them personally, you know, things things of that nature. As opposed to going into a store and seeing a, a different face, you know, different times of the week. So that's my question for you guys. Are we seeing an increase in cannabis business and a decrease in cannabis passion? And what are the effects of that right now? And what will the effects be in the future? Just something to think about, right? It's a high, it's a high short. We all see it happen. We see the stocks fall. We've seen layoffs. We've seen all type of things go on in the cannabis industry. People who were in the industry for decades are now retired and gone. Say, no, 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 no more. It's not for me anymore. It's, it's all about ties and suits and ties. And suits and ties can get the money available to sell a product of lesser quality for a lesser price. And that's going to take you out because you don't have the retail location. You know what I'm saying? You don't have the ability to market in, in, in different ways. But you're the black market, so you got to do what you got to do. So anyway, folks, that's a high short. Hopefully you enjoyed it. It provoked a thought in your brain as to how we got into the situation in the cannabis industry and where it will go in the future. You know? Business one-on-one, I say it almost every episode. When supply is too high, the demand is not high enough to meet the price. He just said a long way. When supply is high, demand is low, it ain't going to work out so pretty. Anyway, y'all, high short. Thank you for tuning in. More episodes dropping soon for your head top. This is High TV. As always, stay tuned. Stay high, folks. High TV.